Emanating from Power Play Sports and Collectibles, located at the Boulevard Mall in the heart of Las Vegas, you are watching Thoughts Count Anywhere, hosted by the four Thoughtsmen, Matt, Johnny, Scott, and I'm Aaron. Welcome to this wrestling show pre-premiere. It is a heavy week in wrestling. Welcome to Thoughts Count Anywhere. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? A lot going on. I'm pretty excited, I gotta say. Yeah, lots happening. Matt, what's going on in your world? Excited for this week? Oh, I'm very excited. All right, Scott. Glad to be back. Yes, you've been yep. uh, uh, absento the last couple of weeks, so glad Playing to have you Playing with aliens. Playing with it. Well, <laughs> listen, if that's what you want to call it now, God bless you. So, guys, what's happening? How was your week? What's cooking? What are we looking forward to this week the most? Matt, why don't you kick us off? I'm looking forward to AEW and see what they have in the offer. This is actually about to... Some people, it just ended... Yeah. Some people, it's about to start. I want to hear what your thoughts is on our Facebook page. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just finished watching the premiere episode of Dynamite, and uh, it's not without flaws, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I'll be the uh, man of a few words. I hated it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't Dynamite. It wasn't Dynamite. No, in words of someone who used to tell Joe Buck, you're not your dad, Cody, you're not Dusty. Jeez. No. Wow. And I like Cody. Been with him, uh, you know, having signings, doing shows, and it has a lot of potential, but for your kickoff show, you missed it. Wow. All right. I, I'm just going to piggyback on the fact I hate Joe Buck. <laughs> so, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> you know what my fantasy football team is called, right? Buckless? No, Joe Buck yourself. Joe Buck yourself. <laughs> oh, I like that. I definitely like that. You're 0 4. All right, guys. No, actually, I'm the defending oh. champion. I'm three and one right now. Oh, three and one. All right. Who's your Who's your quarterback? Um, uh, Matt Ryan, actually. Matt Ryan. I got Jameis Winston on the bench. Oh wow. Mm. All right, Ryan. I haven't heard much about Ryan so far this year. Um, he's 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 an old hand. All right. Doing pretty decent. He, he's always one of them. He's the Dolph Ziggler of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's a good hand. You know, that's an interesting way to put that. I like that. The that's Dolph a Sean Spears. Spears. You know, exactly. There you go. He'll he'll ne he'll, he'll never be he'll never be the MVP. He'll he'll never win a Super Bowl. But you can tell he's got a Hall of Fame worth. Well, there you go. So, okay. All right. He almost had one if it wasn't for freaking Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, some guy. I still want to know what that fur was that made that comeback happen. Right. That yeah, was yeah. crazy. Uh, I think so. I think a goat was sacrificed at halftime uh, to, <laughs> to Samael or Beelzebub or uh, Asmodeus, your satanic deity of choice. They they burnt the uh, uh, deflated football in effigy. <laughs> part of that as well. All right, guys, let's let's get rock and roll. There's so much going on. I think we get started. I that or Belichick just reviewed all the film from the first half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, it's time to get started with I hear voices, and this is this part of the show where we talk about some of the rumors. They've been flying around the internet. So, Matt, why don't you kick us, off, kick us off with a voice that you've heard this week? There's always a rumor going around since he left, but this one actually has some steam to it now. CM Punk might be returning, might not. He did an audition for Fox Sports 1's new WWE show. So, but that's sounds like he won. But that supposedly is a hire from Fox, not WWE. Is that right? It's Fox. It is Fox, but it is WWE related. Okay. He's been staying away from anything wrestling for the longest time, so but, but maybe he's dipping his toe back into the water. Let, let's be honest. Really, how long do you think you can keep those two elements apart? Not very long. No. I heard he did an interview for, U for UFC also. Uh, I've never go on too long, and he's usually on the losing side. I, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure his UFC career is done. <laughs> if Dana White has not already released him from that contract, I'm he pretty, has, I'm, by the way. 
Yeah. The, I, the, 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 uh, the commentary would go about, a, what, a minute and a half? Is that what you're saying, Matt? I, conversations aren't too long. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Although, although, speaking of CM Punk's conversations, though, he has, uh, he has challenged Rock to, to give him another phone call in the middle of the ring. Well, there you go. Maybe this time I'll answer. All right, Johnny, pick something else. What have you been hearing the voice of? I heard one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, mid-card wrestlers who's okay. really made a name for himself in the indie scene. Has uh, rumored to have re-signed with WWE, and that is one uh, Johnny Impact, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Mecco, whatever you want to call him. Johnny Survivor. You know, John Morrison has apparently re-signed with WWE. He hasn't officially confirmed it. In fact, he's been trolling people on Twitter about it all week. But uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, he, I'm pretty sure he. Okay, yeah, because he, like you said, though he has been mentioning that it has not been confirmed. He knows nothing of these conversations. Um, when but every hell in the cell is this Sunday. But when every reputable wrestling media outlet has reported on it, it I'm pretty sure it's a 90% done deal. Right. Or friends of friends that we know that have reported Friend, it. Yeah. Friends of friends. I'll say friends of friends that are very good friends with him or mm-hmm. others that have like literally confirmed it to him. I, I don't see him showing up at Hell in the Cell, though. I can actually see him as a surprise uh, draft pick. Oh, okay. Returning draft pick the following, mm-hmm. uh, the following week. Was All right. SmackDown? NXT. Before? I think he'd be a great fit for NXT. He's a veteran. He can help mentor some of the younger guys. And they need some names. They need some recognizable star talent on NXT. Um, because a lot of the NXT roster, I mean, all, all, all of us hardcore diehards know these guys. But I think he's got the indie credibility. He's got the WWE credibility. Your average WWE fan will remember who he is. They'll remember, you know, John Morrison, the third right. sheet, ECW champion, right. Eminem. Um... So having him be, like, one of those, like, you know, recognizable faces on NXT, you know, it'll draw in his indie fans and also his WWE fans to the NXT brand. We'll save more topic of uh, conversation about the draft in a little bit, but that is a fair point about having that type of experience down in NXT would not be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Scott, what kind of voices are you hearing this week? Well, I have to agree that I was going to bring up Johnny Morrison, who I've dealt with many times here locally. He's worked for uh, Joe F- FSW and when he was with WWE. And I, I think it's a done deal. And, you know, a bad kept secret. And let's just move on. And Tay will be there soon. And, you know, when that happens, there's a few other people that are right behind him. One is boyfriend, fiance of yeah. somebody at, you know, the performance center. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing, though, of all of his... Of <laughs> all you running for politics? How to say something without really saying Hey, you it. know, I, I've dealt with a politician recently <laughs> in my CAC days, and, you know, oh, never mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a long story. Oh, boy. I, I will say one thing. Um, of all of his multitudes of ring names, i got to say it, I hope he comes out as his, as his ring name from Glow. Salty, Salty the Sack Johnson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fox will never... He goes to out wherever he is. If it's on a mainstream, then no, no. Don't that. forget, you know, he was a movie star, too. He had his movie, Boom. No, oh, yeah. Which, every 30 seconds, he was doing the, you know, flip that Johnny's known for. Well, he is the Prince of Parkour. Yes. And he was also on a TV show. He was on the Y50 for a couple episodes. Oh, I, didn't, I, don't, watch, I don't watch that show, but... He was, he was on that. All right. Uh, so anything else besides uh, mirroring on Morrison? Rousey, uh, Rousey almost lost a finger on that I know. show. And I saw her debut episode this week. She was she didn't do a whole lot, but she she came off pretty good as a paramedic. Anything else besides Morrison, Scott? Did you want to touch on anything else? Well, we talked about yeah, we talked about it earlier before the show came on, and I am not a hundred percent convinced. No one can convince me that Vince McMahon does not have a stake in AEW. There's just too much going on, too many videos coming out of. People having 
you know, parties with each other or mm. being seen, not stage, but like fan social media videos right. at airports and things like that. And if you look at uh, Tony Khan, who's the owner of AEW, he has a financial interest, from what I'm understanding, in an XFL team. There's Named, just, which is kind of ironic to its team name, the Tampa Bay Vipers. Ironic to the name of our segment, I hear voices to a certain wrestler that's in WWE. Yeah, and... What makes Vince McMahon and WWE popular? Competition. Right. So if he makes the competition better by giving influence or giving wrestlers or production, which is desperately... Are he obviously didn't give production. Are you implying that Tony Khan is just a really, really rich Paul Heyman and that there's a talent exchange in place? I'm not saying that, but there's just two... I would not... That is... Vince McMahon is the brightest man ever to be involved in pro wrestling. And you know what? Until the day he dies... He's going to have his fingers on the pulse. Uh, you know, I, I would agree with you, except for some of his booking decisions. But, you know. <laughs> Things change. Things change, people change. But you're right. It is, it is interesting that there's so many similarities here and so many things that could possibly be happening. Um, Scott, you stole my thunder, but that's okay. I'll let you because it's your own story that we're sitting in. Um, <laughs> Jack Swagger, rumored to be uh, possibly signing with AEW. Uh, I know maybe for some of you, you might already know that answer or not. Um, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to see Swagger come back into the ring if that's his choice after trying out what MMA. Is he still signed to do MMA if he does come back to wrestling? He's still signed to Bellator and he's actually undefeated. Yeah. What he's probably he? getting a title shot probably in 2020. Is he like 2-0 and or 3-0? and He hasn't had that many 2-0, I believe. Okay. Two and undefeated and we're excited about 2-0. and Okay. I guess that's the MMA world, since I don't really follow it. Is that, a, you know, with so few bouts? Well, you know, it's funny because it's not the biggest MMA world story infecting the world of pro wrestling uh, this week. What Cain, is? Uh, Cain Velasquez. Okay. Apparently, Quickly touch on that. Uh, apparently, there's a bidding war between WWE and AEW trying to get the services of one Cain Velasquez, and both companies are stealing for a lengthy battle for for uh, where he's going to go. Okay. Uh, he, Velasquez... Already has links to Cody. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know the length of their, I don't know the extent of their friendship outside of uh, the ring in the octagon, but uh, they they seem to be pretty close. But then Vince McMahon has the draw of potential feud with Brock Lesnar, which is a very very meaty meaty portion on the plate. For if, if Lesnar, like we talked about before, went on the show, would be willing to put himself out there for that. That's oh, I think Lesnar would. So he never faced the. I don't know. Kane beat him for the freaking UFC heavyweight title. I mean, I, it's a built-in storyline. If you follow MMA, you know that Cain Velasquez is the one who uh, took Brock's belt. Uh, Brock never got it back after that. And, you know, that's a built-in storyline right there. They're already rivals. But wasn't there? Wasn't Bobby Lashley's current return based on the prospect of him and Lesnar possibly finally having a match together with both of their strength? Yes, it was. But then again, I, I go to Scott's comment of Vince McMahon being the smartest guy in wrestling. Why has that not happened yet, Scott? You, you know, key name there, you got Brock Lesnar, who runs the show no matter what, and unfortunately, I don't think, for some reason, he's got pictures of Vince McMahon in a goat somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't see him as a draw. Uh, to, you know, he has the MMA name, but that's long since gone since Ronda Rousey's been. So, so you think that, you think that Brock is the one to put the kibosh on, uh, on the potential Bobby Lashley? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. He wouldn't step in the room with Kurt Angle, or Kurt Angle would kill him. Well, I mean, broken neck and all. Kurt's look. Well, I mean, we've already seen Brock and and, and Lesnar though. They've, I mean, that WrestleMania. Brock match, and Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> do I need to bring up the shooting star press heard around the world? 
true. All right, so that does it for I Hear Voices and some of the rumors that have been floundering around over the last week since we last met. Now, our next topic, we're going to talk about some of the WWE happenings. And guys, there is a lot going on with, with premieres, new shows, pay-per-views this weekend, draft, etc., etc., etc. We can drive ourselves nuts with where we can go. So, Matt, why don't you kick us off with one? I'm looking forward to the Hell in a Cell match between Sasha and Becky. Okay. I think that's going to be up there as far as one of the top matches. And what do you think is the big intrigue with that? I don't know. They're both just really good wrestlers. They always have, like, creative minds of what they do with their matches and the confines of the Hell in a Cell. The sky's the limit of what they can do. Do you think there's any luster off this match since uh, uh, Charlotte and Sasha were in Hell in a Cell last time? Or in a steel cage of some sort? Or is this no, because there's been, like, so? 30 men's Hell in a Cell matches and Everybody's looking just as forward to The Fiend and Seth Rollins. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Johnny, pick a topic. Um, WWE this week. I really wish I had... Uh, I, re- I really wish I had saved some sparklers from uh, from from uh, 4th of July because I would have brought my own pyro. It was nice. It was... <laughs> you know, it was a nice it was a nice welcome uh, addition. Uh, I, I, I've always liked pyro, so having it on, you know, the entrances again... It, it, it really adds, especially for guys like Mysterio and Brock, and even Becky Lynch, I never realized, like, they took her smoke away. Mm-hmm. And just even having the smoke pumped in when she comes in, it just, right. it adds a more theatrical, you know, badass element. To I think the, be- the best pyro- best use of pyro for me has always been Bill Goldberg. Yeah. He comes to the, yeah, you know, definitely. And he sucks in the smoke. And oh, the yeah. Are, blows it. I mean, to me, I think that was one of the best uses of the sparklers in the smoke. And see, I've always liked Brock Lesnar's pyro when he, like, does that leap on oh, the yeah. apron. Yeah. And when he tugs the rope and, like, all four turnbuckles, just ba-boom. Yeah, that is <laughs> a good The pyro was cool, but I, whoever the creative people were who made the set, I don't think that meeting lasted more than five minutes. <laughs> what? Uh, you mean the one that looks like just an open laptop? Yeah, it's basically all it is. <laughs> Well, you know what? Pyro I, makes it cool, though. Do so. we ever hear some backstory as to why they created that type of set, what the thought process was? It, well, I don't know, because like, the way it's designed, you can't interact with it in a match. You can't throw somebody through that set. Okay. So it'll be interesting Probably just a bigger screen, huh? more HD for all the TV for the visuals. And stuff. Well, yeah. Don't forget, better Fox is spending a lot of money, a two-year commitment, so... They've got to do something for Fox, and then yet they still got to keep the people happy at USA. Because obviously that's their home base. Well, right? I really hope that that's not the set for SmackDown. But we were promised two different sets. Well, I was going to say, now it'll be interesting to see what SmackDown's going to unveil. About the fist. So, Absolutely. Bring back the Everybody fist. Everybody wants the fist, right? But, right? but for me, the pyro, I didn't even know it was gone, to be honest with you. I mean, I, honestly, yeah. I'd rather just see the guys come out, and the ladies, come out and put on a good match. And... I don't know if you discussed it or not, but you know, two weeks ago I was in Knoxville, so mm-hmm. I was actually at the Raw there, which attendance sucked. Right. Um, the biggest pop of the night was for Mayor Glenn Jacobs, <laughs> and I don't know what the camera did for TV, because obviously I was there live, but he actually came out at the end and got the biggest pop of the night. Wow. The women stole the show, Right. and with Matt saying, you know, the biggest match in Hell in a Cell is the ladies. I agree. I think the Seth and uh, Fiend has been rushed quite a bit, and they got no creativity. It's I, the ladies stealing the show right now. They, they need to stop putting the Fiend in dark matches after Raw. 
it's not Especially making, if they can't get them out of the ring fast enough. Well, it's not making them look good. Apparently, <laughs> they have the same problem there. There, yeah. there was another dark match between uh, Seth and the Fiend after. Uh, so, like, basically, you end Raw with the Fiend choking out Seth Rollins. Which right. We'll get to the end of Raw. That was just whoa. But we have we have Raw end with the Fiend choking Seth Rollins out with the Mandible Claw. And I'm, it, it was a good end to Raw. I mean, well, I mean that part anyway. It was a good go home moment for for Hell in a Cell. But then to have Seth, you had all these other guys in the ring at the time. All these, I would have rather seen a, a, a dark match between Bobby Lashley and Rusev at that point. Right. They were still out there. King Corbin and Randy Orton were up on the ramp. You could have had Seth and Rusev team up against Orton and and, and Corbin. You didn't need the Fiend in the dark match at the end of the night. It makes the Fiend. It takes away his mystique. Well, don't forget, the dark match is not for the people on TV. No, it's to send the fans home happy. It's but send the fans home happy and to get the reaction of some of the moves and some of the storyline that they're going to do on a pay-per-view. Right. Because if they can't work it out somewhere in front of a crowd, how are they going to know if it works or not? That's true. you got to practice it somewhere. Right? Yeah, I, I get that, but like, I, I just feel like with a character like The Fiend, less is more. And the less you see, the more... Mortal mean when he comes out. Exactly. You guys mentioned uh, Corbin. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. <laughs> the the throne. <laughs> two things. Two things on Corbin. Number one, WWE has uh, trademarked King Corbin. Yes. So that's apparently that that title is going to stick. That usage is going to stick around for a while. And yes, he's sitting there, and his chair <laughs> collapses. His throne collapses under him. Well, if you notice, he got new raiments. He got a new crown. He got. A new scepter. He got a new cloak. But well, I he clobbered somebody with it the week before. I had no choice but to get a new scepter. But but I, I honestly think that that's the same throne that he, that Gable slammed him through, and they just didn't <laughs> he reinforce. It up. They didn't use gorilla glue, right? <laughs> wow. Use some cheap wood glue. It looks like. I guess. My goodness. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple other things. Are, you know, you mentioned the pyro. You know, if you remember a couple of WrestleManias ago, I think it was the one in San Francisco. They had pyro outside. Yeah. Oh, you guys remember one. when it caught fire and it yeah. wasn't reported till well after. That's in an outside arena. I'm surprised from fire codes and stuff. Having pyro go off inside, having the arena fill up with the smoke from the sparklers and everything. I mean, I think, you know, Scott, you were watching this before, but you guys were talking about the production of tonight's AEW show that looked hazy and a little foggy, perhaps, because of inside pyro. I'm surprised that they allow pyro in inside arenas because you got people with heart problems potentially with that smoke in there. That stuff could be problems. You, you, you know, though, the wrestling shows aren't the first to do pyro. I mean, no, of course. Live, live music does pyro all the time. Of course. Well, the pyro actually started here in Las Vegas right. with our running Rebels years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, Vegas is known for pregame, ask the Knights, go Knights, go. Right. But realistically, um, the Rebels had to step back from that, too, because the floor caught fire. Right. Because the wax, you know, sure. some of the sparkles. And just the heat itself yeah, exactly. Scott, could do damage, and they had issues, so they had to back off on that. So yes, right. there are fire codes. You push the envelope, let's see what happens. Well, and, and we, we had heard that the WWE cut all that stuff off for really for one reason. Supposedly that was financial. They were cutting costs and they thought the cost of pyro was way too much. And so they stopped it for this for this length of time until recently. Fox gave them a billion dollars. Bring it back. Well, Bring yeah, back. exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and that money money will certainly do that to you. Not only that, competition controversy creates cash. That is very true. That is very true. Um, I, I will say one thing though, like the craziest pyro incident I've ever even seen or heard of. Um, I should see it firsthand. I heard about it from my family, but um, 
ECW, at the ECW arena, Mick Foley one time came out with a flaming chair. Like, and the way they did it was they wrapped a flaming towel around the chair. Okay. And he, like, he, like, raises it up to hit, I think it was probably, like, Terry Funk, but raises it up and the towel flies off into the crowd. So you've got a fireball coming into the crowd. And I'm just like, you know, I think, I think WWE can, can handle a straight firework. Yeah, it wouldn't happen to anybody better than a Philly crowd. Oh, oh, you know. oh. <laughs> Did you see what happened with the Undertaker like a couple years ago with uh, Elimination Chamber? He was coming out, and you know he has like all the flames. Oh yeah, when he got somebody sh- hit the wrong button and it flame went like literally all over, and he almost caught fire. Jeez. No, no, he had he had like second degree burns, and he wrestled the entire match with. Yeah, he's pouring burns. water on himself like the whole time he was like in the pod. <laughs> all right, one other thing that came out of uh, Raw that I think we should talk about was that. Awesome Ms. TV show where uh, Ric Flair and the Hulkster came out and they were kind of jawing at each other, making it look like in the crowd started chanting one more match, one more match. Now we all of a sudden Does have this. Does anybody really want to see that match? No, no, and, and they wouldn't do it. Rick, Rick yeah. is too old and, and Hogan is too fragile. Um, yeah. But, I mean, what's the. Now I realize they're doing it uh, in Saudi Arabia, right? Is where they're doing this match. This yeah. was a, ten, a five on five, is it? Right? Five on ten five man. elimination. Now I realize for those of us watching the start of this, though, usually a lot of these matches come from storyline. Would we not all agree that this ten man is simply nothing more than to satisfy the Saudi Arabian knight, who apparently asks for certain wrestlers that he wants to see perform at these cards? You mean the, put this together? Knight, you book mean, his own you mean the prince. Yeah, he actually the prince, book, whoever. He actually books the show for Vince. Right. In, in, that regard of who he wants to see. Okay. It's a fully paid show. Right. He doesn't care. Neither does Vince. He's getting well, the paycheck. What is it, like $100 million or something for these shows that are going out there? Well, right. Once again, it goes back to who pays the bills. Absolutely. It's yeah. the older guys that they're having, not only for Saudi, but they're having to bring in the Raw now. Right. Because the ratings are atrocious. Right. And they got to do something to appease the advertising people, including Fox. Right. Well, they they also need to they also need to like the Saudi side needs to keep up on their current event because I heard from the first Crown Jewel they wanted the Ultimate Warrior oh. and Yokozuna. <laughs> I guess news doesn't travel out that. that way. Huh? I'd pay to see that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh no, yeah, just dig them up. <laughs> um, zombie fighters. There you go. Jeez, I keep having these other. Th- oh, so speaking of of draws, so we had Hogan and Flair on Monday for Raw. This Friday, Hogan and Austin, and yeah. it has been confirmed now that The Rock will be appearing. Mm-hmm. Who's The Rock? Who's The Rock? He's that little pebble. Oh, okay. Fruity Pebble. You mean Steve. Dwayne Johnson? Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. The hottest movie star yeah. Rock, in Hollywood. Rock, Absolutely. Rock the Dwayne Johnson? But, but he won't be coming out as Dwayne Johnson, that's for sure. But speaking of Fruity Pebbles, okay, there was, I guess I should have talked about this under rumors, is Cena going to show up on SmackDown, where he kind of really started pushing SmackDown as well? He was a big part of SmackDown for a long time. He hasn't denied it, but the same token, it's not confirmed. Do you think we'll see a surprise visit from Cena for a couple of minutes, even if he just does his uh, rap stuff? I could see it. That's kind of crazy. Like, of all the names I've heard, I've not one heard mentioned. I haven't heard one person mention John Cena's name. Yeah. He's like the biggest guy there in like the last 10 years. By a mile. Uh, Honestly, I I think with who they've announced, they've got enough. Because I don't want the old talent overshadowing the new talent. I mean, yeah, it's good to have The Rock there. It's good to have Austin there. It's good to have, you know, know, Flair, Hogan. It's good to have those guys show up. But keep it limited to one segment. Don't don't have them peppered all over the show like the Raw Reunion show. Because they're not the guys you're going to see every week. Well, You want to put a spotlight. I mean... 
you know, the whole reason those uh, the whole reason those old stars were made, like like the whole reason sure. Austin Rose is because Hogan left. But but who's who is on these rosters right now? That in terms of draw power, like those guys, could you use without using? There's a reason to bring in the back, no, and, and Scott's been talking about it in terms of just attendance. The current people on the roster as a whole are not drawing because they've been so micromanaged over the past, you know, six seven years that nobody's really had a chance to break out. And even when people do break out, they get the boot stamped on them and get buried. Look at Rusev. Happy Rusev Day. That's something he just said off the cuff. And it blew up big, and Vince hated it. So because Vince he buried didn't come it. Up with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Vince may be a smart booker, but a lot of his ideas are outdated and archaic. Okay, so let's assume these guys, the, the, the stars of yesteryear, were not part of these pre premieres. Who has a star power like that? And I can only think of one name that could draw people to the TV set on traditional TV on Friday night to put eyeballs on wrestling. Who's that? No, I, I, do you guys have somebody? I'm oh, I, I have plenty. I the current roster for SmackDown. That will sell advertising, put butts in seats, and, and keep, keep viewers watching. And well, Becky common, Lynch, the common individual who's not a huge fan of wrestling, would be intrigued enough to tune in. Now that he's getting like enough uh, mainstream media because of like movies and the cancer thing, I'd have to go over him. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Becky is an interesting thing only because now from cross for for a mainstream. She's now showing up on that ESPN commercial, okay? But is to me, the, the only name that could draw people on his own would be Lesnar. To me, that has that kind of star power like the old guys, that if you just booked him on the premiere show to cause havoc like he did on Monday night with the Mysterio family, yeah. and we know he's going to be going up against Kofi, right? It's Kofi? Yeah, yeah it's Kofi. Kofi on Friday. <laughs> okay, to me, Lesnar in today's market, and I'm not a big fan of Lesnar because I'm not a big fan of him coming in every four or five months to do his thing when you got everybody else busting their hump three, four, five times a week. Mm -hmm. However, from his pure draw power, to me, Lesnar's the only one. But is Le would Lesnar be enough, obviously WWE doesn't think so, to draw the mainstream viewer by themselves without having the names of a Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, John Cena, and The Rock appear? Uh, okay, but here's the thing. you got to remember, how did Stone Cold come into the WWE? He was the ringmaster. As 20 deep, years ago. It, but society of wrestling was different 20 years ago. Here's what I'm saying. Okay. In the Attitude Era, mm -hmm. Vince knew he needed to do something different to keep a leg up on WCW because WCW was doing a lot of work shoots. They were pulling the curtain back. Mm -hmm. They were breaking kayfabe. Okay. The NWO was just running roughshod all over the business at the time. Right. And Vince knew he had to do something to compete with that. So he basically said to Austin, to Michaels, to Triple H, to all these guys, be yourself. Put yourself over. Okay. Do what you need to do. And we don't have that now. So right now, you ask me to say a name, mm -hmm. I, could, I, could, I could give you like four or five names of guys who are awesome on the indie scene and put themselves over. Kevin Owens. Okay. Sami Zayn. Are they draws to bring mainstream to eyeballs Friday night on Fox Channel? I think That's that if Vince loosened the reins and let these guys be themselves, let them develop their own character, let them do what Bray Wyatt's doing, I think we could have a lot of new stars in the making. You know, even even old hands who are on the tail end of their career, like like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, these guys knew how to get themselves over in Japan. Knew well, how Daniel to, does his own stuff. Yeah, Daniel does his own stuff, and the heel run was great. I'm really sad they, they put a. Well, put we'll the see. We'll on. see what happens Sunday if it was a true if it was a true turn. I still think he's the mastermind between Harper and Rowan. Right, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not convinced that it's gonna that it was a true heel turn. Yeah, all the wrestler interviews I've seen, they say like the best. 
uh, characters as like themselves with the volume turned all the way up. Yeah, that, and that's I mean, you you watch the Stone Cold with Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. That's what he told her. He's right. like, all Stone Cold is is who I am turned up to eleven. Right. No, I, I get it. I get it. But in today's market and, and in today's popularity, mainstream, the, the, the casual wrestling fan, I, I think if you put a picture in front of these casual fans, mm-hmm. of, and I'm just going to throw a name out there for comparison, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, and Becky Lynch, who's the mainstream person going to draw their eyes Hulk to? Hulk Hogan. And that's why they're on TV Friday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. Now, taking the reins off the guys will never work anymore. It's because of social media and today's society. You can't have blood on TV. Ask Ray, Ring of Honor. I mean, <laughs> you can't be anything. <laughs> Once you cross that controversial line with social me- media and today's society of, oh, you're going to bruise some little person's ego, the advertisers are going to jump ship. Advertisers jump ship, it's over. Well, that's just it. I mean, Becky put it perfectly on that, you know, straight up Steve Austin. The professional wrestling business is not in the interest of making friends. It thrives on competition. Mm-hmm. It thrives on controversy. It thrives on ruffling feathers. So, call me call me old school. Call me attitude error or whatever. But when I tune into a pro wrestling show, there's a certain level of expectation of what I've come to expect. I don't want to see them playing nice. I don't want to see them playing nice on social media. I want to see them at each other's throats. Absolutely, because you're a wrestling fan. But we got to understand the advertisers. That's why Vince went PG over all these years. It's because the advertisers were jumping ship of the headshots, the blood. It was killing his advertising dollars. People in butts and seats don't pay for WWE. It doesn't pay for the Super Bowl. It doesn't pay for WrestleMania. It's the advertising dollars, the 30-second, $5 million commercial. And if those commercials are... Your advertisers go away because they don't want to get into a controversy with the way the society is now bruising little kids' egos or adults' egos. It's over. True that. <sighs> thank you, Amy. I mean, Amy, Amy, thank you for chiming in. She says no, no PG now, though. She thinks yeah. no PG now. Well, look. Thank you. Why, why is AEW? AEW now is banning chair shots because of what happened to Cody last time. Uh, they're banning what? chair shots to the head. All right, to the head. Okay. But, but, but the chair shots were banned in WWE, too. They could go to the back, they could go to the legs. It was the head because right. of the danger. The potential mm-hmm. danger, absolutely. All right, enough time spent on that, guys. A lot. Uh, listen, there's a lot more we can, we can focus on, and I want to encourage our viewers to stay tuned to our Facebook page because we're going to create conversation through the week on things like this, and we want your input. So please make sure you like our page out there on Facebook. Thoughts count anywhere. Like the page. Share it to your friends. Watch for conversation. Watch for show schedules because we definitely want your input. Um, so just keep an eye out there for that. You know, one final thought on this whole catering to the marketing, you know, the feet. Mm-hmm. They haven't shown up in random commercials. Okay. So, like. But people are, are up in arms about it, though. Why? It's wrestling. Get over it. Why do, why you, do, why you do people. You want to know what? You want to know what that's. You know what that scary guy popping up on your TV is? You want to know who he is? Tune in to watch the show. <laughs> Tune in and watch the show. That's right. the goal of that whole thing. <laughs> is to get everyone yeah. to watch and be like, what the hell is Yeah. This? Don't get up in arms about it when you've never even so seen it. Me, you have me, no idea what you're talking about. So let me ask you this question. Well, people can have opinions about stuff that they've never been involved with every day. So it says nothing to do uh, with it. We, we call them social justice warriors, and I hate them. <laughs> okay. I call them Fox and CNN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, just talking, I'm just talking about general topics in, in life. I mean, yeah. But be that as it may. Um, here, here's, I mean, 
How much of you guys have been in, in audiences of, of these matches? I have as well. How many of them are kids, let's say, under 15 that are in the audience? In the crowds, very few now. Yes, during the Hulk Hogan reign with the Eat Your Vitamins and the cartoons. Right. Sure. Yes, you used to have the seven, eight-year-olds. So why crowd. do I see so many kids at ringside? Uh, okay, here's the thing. I was one of those seven, eight-year-old kids during the reign of Hulkamania. Guess what? I grew up. Yeah. I was a teenager when the Attitude Era happened. It catered to my teenage sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an adult, and I like the business to treat me as, a, as an adult. I, I'm 20 plus years older than you. I love the Attitude Era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it for what it did and what it represented in society. Mm-hmm. But today's society is different, and an Attitude Era consistent program, in my opinion, will not work like it did 30 years ago. No, I get that, but I, I think we're there, sensitive as a society. there could be a happy medium drawn. I want the Attitude Era and the PG Era to kind of just meet halfway. Only if advertisers will pay for it. Or the we've had that for the past 10 years. Right. Vince always walked that line of PG. He really Mm -hmm. did. And he just didn't go over the edge. And the problem is, you don't have any characters that I can think of. And Aaron brought it up. You know, you put five of them on a a piece of cardboard here. Most wanted. A most wanted post. Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's why he has a show right after Raw right. now, is to keep people listening and watching. But what I'm saying is Stone Cold was allowed to forge his own path. Becky Back Lynch, then, I don't think he could now. He, he couldn't now. He couldn't. Alright, just Everything's like... so scripted. Just like the Wednesday Night Wars between NXT and AEW, NXT is going to go 15 minutes longer than AEW in order to stay on your air. So we've gone 15 minutes longer in this topic than we should have. It is time we got to move on to the next program. <laughs> you know what? More NXT is never a bad thing, and more thoughts well, go anywhere is not a bad thing. We're <laughs> that ding, ding, ding. Match is right. over. We're done. All right. <laughs> 15 minutes is up. Indie Corner, gentlemen. Matt and Johnny, take it away. you got uh, ROH stuff and TV taping, so the floor is yours for some indie news. Well, I'm going to give this one to Matt because he was actually there. Okay. I, I just watched the pay-per-view. And was go for great. it, Matt. Fill us in. Oh, is that the Ring of Honor TV tapings? It was... Awful. There was an hour of dark matches. So how much did they actually film? Hour. What did they actually film? They filmed something for Honor Club. It was like the aftermath of Death Before Dishonor. Okay. And they basically used the same people from the dark matches on the actual show, except for Taven Roosh. All Taven did was come out and give some speech. Everyone thought he was going to NXT or something. Yeah, but I was in one section, and there was like. 20 empty rows in front of me. Wow. There was hardly anybody there. There was easily twice the crowd. There was twice the crowd for Mecca than there was for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And like two years ago, that wouldn't even be like a consideration. Jeez. Again, a sign of the times for today with choices I think, maybe? I think Ring of Honor is going to be like the first casualty of like this AEW, NXT war. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to be the first ones to go out of business. They're going to lose their talent. I mean, once uh, every, every contract that expires, I can't see anyone left to get rid of. Is Jay Lethal still wrestling for that? Jay Lethal still Ring of Honor. Marty Skrull is probably the biggest name in the company right now. You but know he's gone on his contract. He, you know once his contract's up, he's AEW bound. He wants to go and be with his boys. Um, you don't think he's going to go with his girlfriend? Huh? You don't nah. think he's going to go with his girlfriend? Who's nah. his girlfriend? Deanna and... Uh, Deanna Perrazzo. In uh, NXT. Oh, okay. No, I, M- Marty's going to AEW. I mean, it's already shown it can work. You got Adam Cole in WWE, you got Britt Baker in, you know, in AEW. So. Well, I, thought, I think a lot of the Ring of Honor, well, first of all, the talent, you're absolutely correct. But here in Las Vegas, we keep preaching that we're the mecca of wrestling. And unfortunately, a lot, I'm not going to defend Ring of Honor, but 
the wrestling fans only have so much money. The average person only has so much money. And if you've got WWE coming here in two less than two weeks to do a SmackDown, which is on Fox, you know, brand new show, the people are going to spend the money on that. Joe at FSW did great because he's he is the original, besides me, the original indie here, and he has a huge following. He had some decent matches. It's his it's his mecca show. He had the Lucha Brothers there. That's yeah, well, a huge draw. We're, so if you got to choose, I would say Ring of Honor picked the wrong time. I would honestly like we're going to review like we're going to touch on Mecca a little bit more. But I mean, I, I I thought it was very interesting that Mecca had almost three times the people that Ring of Honor did, and that's just our local fed here. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's transition from the Indies to let's talk about Impact and if there's anything else for AEW. So what kind of report do we have on Impact? I can cover all of Impact in like one sentence. Okay. Go for it. Tessa Blanchard wrestling. Right on. All anybody cares about. Right on. And, <laughs> and by the way, yes. here at Power Play Sports. But wait, there's third, more news. There's more. There is more. November 2nd, Tessa and her dad, Tully Blanchard, are going to be right here at Power Play Sports in the Boulevard Mall. From 12 to 2. Are they going to be here shopping? They're going to be here signing autographs, ah. taking pictures. You can ask Tessa when she's going to leave Impact. When she's debuting in WWE. You know, come on down here because I know I'll be down here for that. Matt's going to be down here for that. Oh, yeah. Aaron, definitely. Aaron you, maybe we might be able to put together like an impromptu little live spot. And what time? 12 to 2? You said what it says I on the I have kind of an in with both of us, so I'm pretty sure I can get No way, yeah. really? Okay, well, <laughs> 12 to 1, I will be celebrating our one-year anniversary of twin brothers from different mothers. Nice. So I have, I, as much as I am six foot two and 215, I cannot be in two places at one time. Uh, the Fiend can break you in half like a That is true. Wrong. If it's the Fiend shows up and he wants to do that, that is more than fine. So, Fiend, I'm calling you out if you want to stop by and do that. <laughs> I hate to get what I wish for. <laughs> Don't, you know. Anyway. I'll pay money to watch him show up. Yeah, you know what I would do. I would do to be honest. With you. I'll open my gullet for him. That's that's fine. All right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So what else with Impact or AEW? Impact is done. We've covered some things with AEW, but wasn't there something about Cody wanting to buy something from uh, WWE? Yeah. So uh, Cody wants the rights to the War Games match, which uh, you know very popular, especially over the last couple of years. The revival from NXT. Right. Both War Games matches they put on have been fantastic. Uh, took some liberties with the original rules, and I think Cody wants to get back to that because they are the rules that his father, Dusty Rose, set forth. Apparently on a napkin. On a napkin. Was his yep. dad's creation? Yeah, uh, Arn Anderson has actually come out and said that Dusty Rhodes had the idea for war games in a diner and wrote it down on a napkin. Wow. Well, some of the best ideas have always happened over drinks on napkins. So yeah, I wonder if that napkin's in the WWE warehouse somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that should be on display somewhere. Okay, anything else? From uh, AEW. Well, uh, Cody has also uh, come out and said that all uh, all the pay-per-views for the foreseeable future mm -hmm. hasn't really put a time frame on it. Uh, after Full Gear are going to be here on the West Coast. So uh, I, I can honestly see uh, Double or Nothing Part 2 or uh, being here in Vegas again, you know, with the whole okay. gambling theme. Sure. Um, I can see L.A. getting a pay-per-view, uh, mm -hmm. San Diego possibly. Uh, well, there's certainly a lot of great venues bringing here, and I think starting and doing pay-per-views on the West Coast with the three-hour time difference is a smart move, not only for here, but for the East Coast. Not that the time change would matter a whole lot, but I think for us to get it, if they were back East, wrestlers still performing late in the day, yeah. you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night is much different than if they're out here from 5 to 8 doing it, 
and it's three hours being viewed back back east. I think it's a smart move. The only oh, yeah. problem they'll have is if they do it like outdoors, like WrestleMania 31. Right. When they had like the Undertaker try to come out and there was still daylight. Yes. <laughs> well, you got to time your entrance is much better. Don't well, forget they have a lot of. Uh, they're still new. They're still infants in this business with production. They've got very little equipment. And why wouldn't why wouldn't you come out west? Better weather, no travel issues, right. things of that nature during well, the winter. One one thing from from Double or Nothing that I took was because uh, it sold out so fast and even just going there, it wasn't all scalpers. I mean that place was packed to pack. You know, wall, wall to wall, just people. Every seat. Was that the four minute sellout? Yeah. J- just so you it, know, it was paper. Just I, use that word. It was okay. sold out, but I did get my tickets on Groupon like two days before, and they were ten bucks. They, yeah, they, right. they were sold really? out. In wrestling, they were terms. sold out in paper, but they well, were literally giving away tickets. Well, what I'm saying is, like, okay, aside from how people got there, the fact is people were there, and the, sh- and the show go for free, and the show delivered. <laughs> so. They came out and said, well, we sold out the, the Garden Arena here at the MGM. Maybe we'll have to pick a better venue. I could see them having a great show in the T-Mobile or the Thomas and Mac Center. Thomas and Mac, yes. T-Mobile, they can afford. T-Mobile, they ain't going to fill, honestly. What's the maximum? What's Money the maximum in the bank or elimination chamber? Uh, it fits 19 for the nights. So I'm going to say in the neighborhood of probably 15 if they make it a wrestling venue. Yeah. Because you, you you get some floor seats, but then you take off that corner of the arena for right. the, for the, for the stage and all that. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. I, look, there's time for them to progress, maybe up to that kind of level. I think we're all in agreement that perhaps in the coming couple of years that WWE will probably have a WrestleMania or one of the big fours out here, and I could see WrestleMania being in the in the new stadium at some point in the Allegiant Stadium. Absolutely. You know, I mean, 60-some-odd thousand seats is certainly right in their bill for, for attendance numbers, that's for sure. So, it'll sell, WrestleMania will sell out here just because of the WrestleMania name. Yeah. People will buy WrestleMania tickets even before your ca- they even announce anything. Even more. your even your casual fans will buy WrestleMania tickets. Okay. Very cool. I'm, I'm just reaching for information I have in my bag regarding the next topic when we get to the end. So, uh, for, I'm sorry, for local promotions. So, again, I, I don't want to touch on the, the Dynamite premiere. I, I've watched it in yeah, its no, entirety. No spoilers. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but uh, as Hulk you... Hogan comes out with The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior. That's right. And Yokozuna praises them all. Oh, God. It's terrible. It is. But no, oh, I, no, I got a better. Rikishi stamps it with a stink face. He did it for The Rock, though. That's true. He did it for The Rock. That's very true. But, but, uh... As Scott touched on earlier, production is, uh, they, they need some work. They got some, I don't know if it's rookie cameraman or whatever. How was their commentators? Actually, t- Shivani was a really good... It was Shivani, Jim Ross, and... And Excalibur. And Excalibur, okay. And Justin Roberts. Well, Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, he wasn't yeah. actually on the table. He's just, it doesn't cut it, I'm sorry. Just because <laughs> you, well, there's a whole story there with Randy. But, um, but he did, no, because he wrote a book. <laughs> Okay. Tell off. But when you have Shivani and Ross clicking, that's, that's the one thing I know or knew from the whole show that I could hear, and it just—I close my eyes. I'm back in WCW, NWA, and it's clicking. And you take it away by throwing somebody else in the mix. It just sometimes a little is enough. You I don't agree need the third person yeah. or fourth person. Yeah. I, I think you're referring to Excalibur and not Justin Roberts. Well, both. I mean, first of all, 
See the, yeah. the the problem is you, you get you get Jr. and you get Shivani there. That's they're they're a good tandem, but they're both play by play guys. Excalibur's there as the analyst. He's the color guy. He's the Corey Graves. He's your Jerry the King Waller. He's your wrestler turned commentator with experience. You know, um, you know Jr.'s never you know never wrestled a match in his life. Neither is Shivani. So they, they need at least one analyst on there. So I. I I don't think Excalibur's going away anytime soon unless they get somebody, like a bigger name, to put in that chair. And the bigger name they had a shot for, and unfortunately now, or fortunately for him, he's the Raw. Yeah. yeah. Whereas JR and Jerry, Jerry the King could have hit a home run. Oh. It was in the wheelhouse. Yep. It, it would have been a great... It, they're the second best commentary team I've ever heard together, and that's after, you know, Gorilla and Bobby. So. Yeah, that was less Absolutely. Absolutely right. Okay, uh, so let's talk about some local promotions. This past weekend was Mecca 5. So, gentlemen, you have a couple of minutes. Let's share some news and notes that came out of Mecca 5 for FSW. Great attendance, great show. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where did they have it? Was that Sam's? It was, it was Sam's 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 same place they had Ring of Honor. There's way more people there for Mecca than Ring of Honor. Well, that says a lot. Oh, that yeah. It goes right in line with what we've been talking about. And that, me that Mecca crowd was hot. It was... It was Everybody was pumped to be there. It was, it was definitely the match of the night was Funny Bone versus Damian Drake for the No Limits title. That tore the house down. It, it was good storytelling, good spots, good. Just both both guys know their character and their their move sets so well, and both guys are athletic as hell. And just seeing the two of them work together was just a really special thing. And. You, Especially with a guy like Damian Drake, who's so young and so talented, you know, that guy could be a potential future cruiserweight champion somewhere you know, in the world. Um, you know, it's just, and Funny Bone's been at this for what, you know, 15 years now? You know, two guys who are staples here in the Las Vegas scene, putting together a really, really, really good match uh, that could rival anything you can see in New Japan. Basically said what I was gonna say when he cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should have like a cutoff jar here, you know. You have I'm gonna like get a big book. Jars. Just, make, right? it, make it all like Lord of the Flies and pass a conch around. So, something. So if he owes me five bucks every time he cuts me off, he'll stop. There's oh, <laughs> five dollar jar. That's right. We need a jar now. We're gonna call it Johnny's jar. Okay, I'm Johnny's. sicking the fiend after you. That's there it. you go. All right, Matt. What was the next? What was the next uh, match? You have something about the oh, Ultra Brothers you were talking about. Match, what, what is your, what's your opinions on, on the Funny Bone and Damian match? <laughs> There's nothing left. You said it all. Watch the podcast if you want to see Matt's review about that match. Johnny's <laughs> commentating was more than the match was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a five minute talking break. You want me to turn your mic off just in case? <laughs> all right, Matt. Yes, what's next? Lucha yes. Brothers. I understand Lucha Brothers was a great match as well. That was a really good match. It was Pentagon and Matt Seidel. Okay. They, that crowd was electric for the entire thing. They tore that. There was, that was by far the, probably the second match match of the night. Pentagon is the most over person in that whole building. Okay. Was it the move style? Was it the storytelling? What made the match? And what was the story between the, the, the two the guys? It was basically uh, Matt Seidel and yeah. Well, yeah. What was the storyline? What was the what was the storyline uh, that that preceded these guys, if need be? Basically, former like WWE 
AEW people going at it, anything. and if you if you need to step away, do so. Right. If you, you feel you have to. All right. So while Matt tends to some business, Johnny, let's talk about the let's talk about the uh, the match. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, I guess my ta- five minute talking moratorium has, has been, been reduced. Has been reduced. Yes. Uh, we have kind of an on-site issue right yeah, well, now. Okay, as well as we have a live audience, some discussions get a little crazy. But right. Okay. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, Pen- Pentagon was easily the most over person of the entire night. Uh, definitely had a, you know, the crowd, the, the big thing is he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. Anytime he put up this, you know, like right. every, like it was loud. And, uh, you know, of course, Pentagon wound up winning the match. And uh, in his victory celebration, he brings a small child from the crowd in. Okay. It was adorable, and the child had, like, a little luchador mask, and they're doing the, they're doing the, the thing. And uh, he, he literally picks up this, like, five-year-old kid to put it in the ba- pa- package power drive cl- uh, clutch. Right. And the referee's like, no, 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 you can't power, you can't power drive a kid. <laughs> that was, was hilarious. It was yeah. hilarious. The whole crowd That was, could lead to some insurance issues. That kid yeah. almost, like... That kid got a pretty good pop, too, and he did the whole Sierra Mierda. Yeah, yeah, right? That kid was adorable. As soon as he, like, dropped his fingers, that crowd went crazy. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, like, you're talking, like, this five-year-old <laughs> kid is, like, Pentagon's biggest fan. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> right on. So so another young fan gets involved a la, a la Braun Strowman's tag team partner a couple of years ago. Right? right? Absolutely. Nicky. He happened to be the son of one of the uh, referees, by the way. Uh, Nicholas Cohn. Yes. Son of John Cohn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, one other thing I want, that I want to bring up, because believe it or not, guys, we're under 10 minutes. Uh, we have about 10 minutes left. Um, October 20th, Johnny, you and I will be lending our voice to a Big Valley Wrestling card on the 20th. Uh, it is the Halloween-themed show. That's Sunday, Tricks, Treats, and Turmoil. And as of the last sheet I have, the only official match that I've seen so far that has been signed, and this is going to be a final, this is a final clash, for the uh, heated tag team rivalry that has probably taken storm this year with BBW, and that's Fresco and De Niro, the current BBW tag champs, taking on the tag team titles, a uh, tag team of former tag champs, ENT, Exceptional and Tenacious. That's one of the matches. Your thoughts? Um, one, you did not say that nearly exceptional. I know, enough. but we're running out of time. I know. Right. Bravens will get on my back the next time I see him. <laughs> what about Braven? What about Braven? Exactly. No, uh, it's it's obviously like uh, it's been a, it's been a very storied rivalry. It's taken taken a course over the better part of a year. I can see Sky High getting involved in that as well. Um, also, like a lot of the matches haven't been announced yet for for Tricks and Treats and Turmoil, but uh, we'll definitely be talking about it in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I can't see Funny Bone not showing up. Well, I was going to say it's, I, it's Halloween theme. Sir, currently, right now, some of the folks that are, and again, are subject to change. Currently, some of the folks that are scheduled to appear, of course, the BBW Heavyweight Champ Frank the Tank, Funny Bone is scheduled to be there. Uh, Santana Jackson, Mr. Moonwalk DDT, the return of Dirty Ron McDonald, who, by the way, is absolutely terrific. Yeah. Uh, BBW Las Vegas champ Kevin Duckett, Sergeant Major, Simon Lotto, Sky High, Sean Black, DeShane, Sin City Survival winner Big Dirty will be there, and many, many more to be announced. Uh, I, I suppose I got to throw out, I got to announce Kevin Duckett's on that team. I know, we, we, yes, we must. Uh, listen, Sergeant Major's going to probably be there in his corner. I ain't messing with the Sarge. Can tell you that much. Uh, start time 2 p.m. on October 20th. Uh, tickets is only listen. The front row tickets of $25 value. They're sold out. They're already gone. There's only a handful of seats for the second row. $20, 25, 
$12 for general admission. Kids 12 and under are free as long as they're with a paying adult. So again, best ticket price is a great way to enjoy the Halloween, the early Halloween season. So, uh, and of course, cards subject to change, but uh, October 20th, be there, Sahara Event Center. Um, Johnny and I will both be there, of course, lending our voices to commentary. And listen, BBW, if you're not, if you're not liked on their page, Johnny, there's so much going on with BBW. They've got some fundraising events that they're donating time to. They have a big card in November. You want to share some of the things where they're appearing? Well, um, we got the we got the Taco Fest coming up in November. Right, November two and three. That's a Craig Craig National Craig Park, Craig Ranch Park. Right. Um, we've also got a benefit coming up for the uh, for the Las Vegas LGBT community, uh, Q community after right, at the uh, community center at the community center after uh, that horrendous act of vandalism last right. month. Right. Um, there's so, a fundraiser for Rancho High School, or at Rancho High School, I believe. Yes. My alma mater. There you go. I'm hey. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know any of the high schools. Team. For the wrestling team. That's that's the fundraiser for it. For their okay. wrestling team. That's who they're doing it for. Uh, dates on all these things will be posted. Please check out the Big Valley Wrestling Facebook page and like that as well. And to the best of our ability, what we have, we know of events like this. We're going to keep posting them on our page as well. Thoughts count anywhere. Okay, uh, we are just about wrapping up. So, guys, it's that time to pick and choose some pop culture topics. Again, thoughts count anywhere here in our pop culture segment. So, Matt, I'll throw it to you to kick us off, sir. I'll go with the obvious one this week. It was the anniversary of the 1 October shooting the other day. Yesterday. Yesterday. Right? I forgot what day of the yeah. month it was already. Right. It's only the second. Two years already. It's been, it's been two, two years, years yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. Me and a couple friends were supposed to be there that night. We were wow. at Mandalay Bay the two nights before, and my friend got tickets to that night, and my head hurt and his knee hurt, and they're like, eh, hey, let's screw it and not go. Wow. See, see uh, I was actually at the Excalibur that night when it, oh, wow. when it happened. I didn't even get off the strip until almost 4 a.m. Um, you know, I don't really want to go into... What happened down there? It was very. No, I, I think I think Matt just saying yeah, that is more than enough. I mean, it, I was kind of down there in the thick of things, right. but you know, I don't want to. Again, I'm not a hero or anything. I don't want to claim anything. Uh, but I will say one thing: like, I do think pro wrestling might have taken me out of a bad situation because I remember the week before that concert, I wanted to go because I'm a big Jason Aldean fan, and I was like, Do I want to go to the Harvest Festival or do I want to go to No Mercy in L.A. And I chose to go to No Mercy in L.A. because I wanted to see Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. And Strange so, things can happen when it comes to destiny and, and what's expected. You know, yeah, so like I wound up, I wound up going to the wrestling pay-per-view in L.A., and uh, you know, which was like a few days. It was like the week before, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was the end of September. Right. And then, yeah, I was actually at Dick's Last Resort having dinner with an old friend uh, uh, the night of 1 October and you know, I remember it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was, a, it was a crazy time. I got to be honest with you. My wife and I that night went to bed before anything happened. We woke up to our cell phones just absolutely blowing up, especially mm -hmm. from family. Wanted to know if we were okay. And we're we're yeah. looking at these messages saying, what did we miss? You know, it was just, and then until obviously we caught up on what was going on. So uh, very devastating and changed our community in a way, I think it, for better in a lot oh, of ways. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Scott? I'll segue to a... Um, October 1 will always be in everybody's memory. Absolutely. Uh, I was at the Golden Knights game because right. it was an early game because if it would have been a later five, uh, game started at five, right. if it would have been a seven o'clock game, it could have been a lot worse. Absolutely. Because T-Mobile's right around the corner there, right. people leaving, going to parking in those vicinity. Um, taking nothing away from the October 1, absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. But the 
the team here in town, the Golden Knights, stepped up. Man. They stepped up yesterday at the practice. Right. God bless them for being there. I, go I, Knights go. I, I, I got to say, because I was still new to town when that happened. Like, I just moved here two years ago mm-hmm. in, in late August. Uh, I remember, like, it was probably, like, August 26th. Facebook gave me a reminder, like, two years ago you moved to Las Vegas. And so I was still new in town, and I had moved here from L.A., which I have nothing good really to say about L.A., uh, the friends I made there. Um, Send your emails to John. <laughs> Sorry, Los Angelinos, I hate your city. Um, but just being new in town and seeing how the community came together after, like, I was out there donating blood the next day, doing what I can, you know, the Knights were visiting hospitals, yeah. and, you know, and they were just as new in town as I was. Mm-hmm. And then for me to have that amazing first year that I had here in town, and then for the Knights to have that amazing first first year, you know, making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, like, it really just showed the, the amount of positivity and energy that this shit city showed, you know, in the aftermath. shit city? I didn't... It's a I, podcast. It's Holy cow. I didn't mean... He was trying a, to build us up, and then he calls us a shit city. No, 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 no. The city, it was a slip of the tongue. But uh, just seeing how the community came together and that they carried that wave of positivity and that, that whole Vegas Strong movement. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I'm seeing hashtag Vegas Stronger. We are a stronger city. Absolutely. We're, we're a stronger community. And, you know, in L.A., I can't say the same thing. Los Angelinos would have eaten each other alive if something well, like that had happened. Listen, there. I've been here 20-some-odd years, I mentioned earlier, and I've seen this city go through tragedies. October, uh, One October, the two cops that were gunned down sen- senselessly at CeCe's Pizzeria. Mm. This city, for 2.2 million people, it's a small, big city. Yeah. This city comes together when it comes to support each other. I don't care what the reputation is out there that people look at Las Vegas and go, oh, it's girls, it's this. You know what? You don't understand the fabric of this city unless you've been here a while. Anytime. I don't care if you come to visit for a couple of months, you get a feel for what the city's about. And to go to the blood bank and, and, and see, and I couldn't donate because I was diabetic at the time. But seeing how the lines were wrapped around at three, four, five in the morning as the tragedy happened, and to hear stories of people taking when the day started and the sun was coming up, people were delivering cases of water to the people standing online to donate blood. Yeah. People don't get the true fabric. All you think about Las Vegas is the strip and the five miles and money and lights, neon, and the whole thing. This city is truly a close knit family and don't ever forget that and I've seen when visitors come here they needed help from the city and they've got the the key right there is don't forget at Las Vegas just because of October 1 or their unfortunate accident that happened uh, at CeCe's Pizza or any other incidents let it be PepCon years ago we're all human we're all Americans we are here don't forget every day you should be kind to your brother and your sister next to you we still get 40-plus million people a year who come to Las Vegas. A year ago at this time, I did my last show on K-Shop 1400, and it was the one-year anniversary, and I did a two-hour special. And I had four people on my show, one who worked there as a bartender right at the stage, former military. I had um, Doc Finne- uh, Phineas, if you guys know who Doc Phineas is in town. He's the steampunk guy. Yeah. He's been yeah. on Pawn Stars. He was on my show. His plane coming from Utah back to Vegas was 10 minutes delayed. And as he was stepping off the private plane on the tarmac, he started hearing the pops. He was supposed to be on stage with Mayor, with, with Mayor Goodman, kicking off the festival when all that was going on. It was oh, about wow. 10 minutes. And I had a couple other people, and I spent the first hour talking about the event and what they went through up to and through the actual situation. 
The second hour, we talked about how they, as individuals in the community, came back together to restart their life and get back to normal and how they all feel. If that was my last day ever behind a microphone, I am the most proud of that show. I could have very easily retired and hung my hat on that show for what it did, for not only the people on the show to talk about, but I was in awe listening to their stories. Yeah. And you can't pull yourself out of the emotion when you listen to people who were there, tell their story, and feel the emotion that was going on. It has definitely changed a lot of people's outlooks on life and, and the way they view people as a whole. We spent a little more time on, on that topic than I wanted to, but it is certainly a topic worth sharing and certainly something to review. You brought up the Knights, and I'll just share this one thought. The Knights are the second favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year at 9-1 to one odds. Maybe it'll happen this year. Year number three, third time the charm. Hey, go Knights, go. Go Knights, go. Go Knights, go, and Vegas strong. All right, so that pretty much does it. Now, next Wednesday, we may be doing something unique for a show. It may not be a standard show like this. You may see some Facebook feeds. You may see some more conversation on Facebook. Uh, due to the Jewish holiday and everybody that is celebrating Rosh Hashanah this week and Yom Kippur next week, I will not be here. I have the equipment, <laughs> so um, I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure something out so that Thoughts Count Anywhere will be visible next I, Wednesday somehow. I may reach out to our brothers in the Wilbur Club and Two Suites of Elite, see if we can get some equipment. And, there you uh, go. Borrow our buddy Pete Wilbur to fill, right. fill, fill your seat. That'll work. Whatever you guys have to do. Where's Pete? Where's Pete? <laughs> what about Pete? <laughs> Where is Pete? What about Pete? I'm not Pete. All right, guys, let's do a sign-off. Matt, last thoughts, say goodbye. Have a good week, everybody. Remember... Big is strong. Be nice to everybody. Right on. Johnny. Uh, go Knights go. Uh, they're starting the season tonight. I uh, hope they're bringing us on to victory. And watch all the wrestling so we have stuff to talk about next week. There you go. Lock down with the week. Sharks. <laughs> Boo, Sharks. Scott. For everyone that lost a loved one, God bless you. Amen. For yours truly, let me just simply share this. When I was on internet radio with a show called Vegas Unwrapped with my partner Ricky Cash, I closed each and every show with the following sentiment, and I believe it's still true today. Be kind to everybody. Why? Because we're all we have. Have a great week, everybody. From all of us here, Thoughts Count Anywhere. We'll see you next time right here on Facebook Live. I think that was one of our better episodes.